Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Allen Robinson, Uh-oh. come on down. You are a Pittsburgh Steeler. Passed that physical yesterday. We are good to go. The screws in the foot did the job, and we are expecting to see you at training camp. For your black and gold this year. Better I like be there, it. buddy. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's really risk-free. Absolutely. And I'm not going to say it's high reward. It's not. But it's minimal reward. You could get a pretty decent number three guy, slot wide receiver. You can get receiver. a guy who's a number three guy and a veteran guy on your team for a very minimal cost. Not only a minimal cost, you're getting a seventh-round pick essentially for this guy too. Yeah, you swapped seventh-round picks with the Rams. The Rams moved up a little bit in the seventh round. You moved back a little bit. You already had two seventh-round picks to play with anyway in this upcoming draft. So yeah, it's it's nothing. You're not doing I mean, anything. I mean, a as lot far of people, as... even though it's not the the biggest trade in the NFL offseason, a lot of teams are saying, "How the hell did the Rams agree to give away a seventh-round pick as well?" With Robinson, when the Steelers probably could have just done it, or the Rams could have gotten away with asking for a seventh-round pick and not trading, like not swapping the picks, right? Well, not. I I don't think that's the the weird part for the Rams side of things. The the pick swapping part. I think the random part or the weird part is how much money they were willing to pick up from Allen right. Robinson. Oh, now, of the contract, he yeah. was due fifteen million dollars guaranteed this year. The Rams had already paid $5 million before this trade had happened. Mm-hmm. So basically $10 million was still left on the books. And it's $15.25 million, just to be accurate. The Rams then also picked up another $5.25 million of this deal. So $10.25 of the $15.25 million that he's owed is paid by the Los Angeles Rams. Right. Steelers only own $5 million for this season. Guaranteed money. That's so... It. I think that's the part that has me scratching my head a little bit more is, yeah, I think that the Rams could have just traded him for the Steelers' seventh-round pick straight up, not had to send another seventh-round pick back. But to agree to pay, to agree to pay more, contract, well, right. more over half uh, of what his Two-thirds. salary was going to be this year, I- I'm really shocked about that. But I think that goes into the low-risk side of this, is that he's really peanuts when you think about how much money some receivers make in this league. Right. Paying this guy $5 million, but... He's making fifteen million dollars, so you know you don't have that weird thing where he's maybe a little disgruntled, like oh, I wish I was making more than five million per year. You only have to pay five million. He's making fifteen million. It's perfect scenario. And again, I think that the money is what I look at as the low risk part, and then also what I look at as the huh, what are the Rams doing part? 
Absolutely. I don't know which which are you more in tune to right now? The Steelers adding this receiver or the Rams kind of just agreeing to pay that much money for a guy that barely played for them in his in his tenure on the team. I'm pretty I'm pretty befuddled by the Rams. I'm I not, I'm I not am gonna too. Lie. I mean, you have these rumors of Aaron Donald retiring, Sean McVay might move on, Matt Stafford had the big Ben injury. And you think that they all might just move on and then the Rams will have to burn it down and, mm-hmm. and try to build back a new team in the next five years. But McVay comes back. I, it seems like Donald's going to play. There hasn't right. been much talk of him retiring. This Not as much as there was last offseason, that's for sure, right. as far as Aaron Donald's concerned. Stafford's going to be back uh-huh. for the, the level of effectiveness. I don't know. Um, you still have Cooper Cup who's going to be back. I, I mean, Allen Robinson isn't a number one wide receiver anymore. He had a couple of years in Chicago where you could make that claim. Yeah, maybe because there was no one else in Chicago to catch those passes, right. but still he had two a thousand yard seasons back to back years. Uh, not going to be a number one for the Rams, but he was still a very useful piece for a team that would be trying to make the playoffs, especially in a much weaker NFC. Uh, it's a weird thing for them to move on from some of like they move on from Robinson. They moved on from Jalen Ramsey earlier in this year. They're not all the way committed to just blowing it the hell up. Like, they're still going to try to be competitive when you have Stafford and Akers and Cup and Donald on the defensive side of the ball. But you've also sacrificed some pretty valuable assets that would help you win next year. And it kind of makes you feel like you're one foot in the door, one foot out the door, and you don't really know what you're trying to do with your team right now. I... I... I don't really know where that Rams organization is going to go. I don't think Allen Robinson leaving is going to be the final straw that breaks the camel's back and sends them into turmoil for the next 10 years, right? I mean, like like you said, he had better years in Chicago uh, than he did when playing in L.A. I don't think Matt Stafford is going to miss him that much because when Allen Robinson came to the Rams in the effort to replace um, Robert Woods, right? Robert Woods had left for Tennessee. Allen Robinson came in immediately to be that gap guy or to be that fill-in guy. And I remember a lot of people saying, what a pickup for the Rams. That may be even an upgrade for them to, to lose Robert Woods, who was, at for the most part of his career, a number two guy, and to upgrade with maybe a number one guy in Allen Robinson and to have arguably his most disappointing year of his career, right? This past season in L.A., his first season in L.A. So I don't think that losing... Allen Robinson will be that detrimental to that team. I just have no idea where that team is going overall. Will Matt Stafford be healthy? Will Aaron Donald play a lot of the snaps or a lot of the games? I I have no idea where that team is being left. But good by the Steelers to kind of take advantage, you know, take a piece, you know. I feel like a lot of teams are kind of just like picking apart the Rams team at this point, and good for the Steelers for taking advantage of that. And I think they did take advantage. Yeah, of course. I said earlier this week I was doing a podcast, a different podcast. I was I was cheating. You, I was cheating. I was cheating on you a little wait, bit. What? Infidelity, yes, I know. But I was doing Infidel. a Infidel. I was doing a podcast and you know, I said, does this guarantee that the Steelers don't draft a wide receiver in the draft now? Because I kind of think that they should still maybe explore that in the middle rounds and the other person Oh no, they, they should be done with wide receiver. I didn't want to anoint Allen Robinson as wide receiver three slot receiver right away without a battle. I yeah. guess you still have Calvin Austin the third to, to maybe compete at camp as well. But maybe I'm being a little bit of an idiot there. Maybe I should anoint him as wide receiver three because, you know, 
I understand I would say the maybe in, even I, just wide receiver four at the lowest. No, yeah, I mean that is of course at the lowest. But I, I'm talking about the guy who's going to be in the slot and the guy yeah. who's going to be a pretty legitimate option for Kenny in the See, offense. I don't know, Tom, if I'm ready to put him right now at number three just because I just look at his pro football reference and yes, he's missed a lot of time in the past couple of seasons and that worries you. Uh-huh. And maybe that's why you don't anoint him. But if he's healthy and he just cleared his physical, so they're expecting him to be healthy for camp. I don't know how you don't anoint a guy who has that kind of track record and those kind of numbers to not come in and be a one or even a two, but to be your slot receiver where he's had a lot of experience. I mean, he is a he is a perfect fit when healthy when you really look at it. Sure. And I don't know if he's any more the perfect fit or the better fit than when this guy is fully healthy at that position, Calvin Austin the third. We just don't know what he looks like. Yet. Five years younger. Right. He he has yet to have any real NFL experience, but also dealing with a season-ending injury, but he's had a lot of time to recover and rehabilitate because it was in August at St. Vincent in Latrobe where he suffered that injury. So I don't know how he's going to recover, but at the very least, I'm I'm saying Allen Robinson is going to fill in somewhere in that top four. It's just, will will he perform better at his age and in his rehab process compared to where Calvin Austin is in his? And I'm not ruling out completely, by the way, that they won't still explore a wide receiver in I the don't draft think, this year. I don't think you can say it's 100% a done deal, that they'll stop looking at wide receivers. No, I, don't I think, think so now either. it's just the, the target zone or in the, in the draft has moved back. Yeah, maybe it's one of those seventh-round picks where they take a wide receiver, just take a flyer on somebody because your wide receiver room right now is George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson— Calvin Austin the third, Anthony Miller, Gunner's still there, guys like Cody White, but cut it off at Anthony Miller. Uh, top five guys. That's a pretty solid five guys. Five that get a helmet guys. on a game I mean, day. I say solid, and there's a lot of unknown from the bottom three, right? Because we don't know how how well Allen Robinson is going to do because let's not get it twisted. The last two years, his final year in Chicago and his only year in L.A., weren't the best years of his career. Both, both All three of the bottom three guys are – Coming back from season-ending injuries. Robinson, Miller, and Austin. Miller and Austin missed all of season. Right, 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 right. right, right. So, yeah, there's a little bit of worry there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if healthy, they should be a pretty solid bottom three for your wide receiver room. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, we're not talking about these guys being the guys. And the Steelers, by the way, are obviously pretty high on Anthony Miller to put him on – Long-term IR last year, keep him on the team, right. and then bring him back right. again this bring year. Bring him back, right. No, I, There's I, something there. Absolutely, and if you remember, people were saying that he was climbing his way up that depth chart pretty quickly. Yeah, I bet like if he would have stayed healthy, Miles Boykin wouldn't have been on the team last oh, year. Oh, well, I Anthony don't think Miller there's a doubt. I think they were kind of fighting for that one spot. And they were liking Miller. And they were liking Miller, and their hand was forced because Miller went down. Right, but, but again— But not to, not to denigrate the season that— Boykin had. No, no, no. He had a decent season. He did, but I'm just saying, like, if if they thought Miller was just a warm body that got hurt, they would have just gotten rid. Maybe they keep him last year. Right. Just you know, whatever. Just, we'll keep you on the roster because yeah, right. it doesn't hurt us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they would have brought him back this year. And but they, they did. They clearly see something. They in clearly him. liked what they saw a year ago, and that lasted. That resonated long enough for them to say, "We'd still like to try you out the next year." 
And he's only, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's going to be 28 years old. Anthony Miller? Yeah. So, like, so yeah, so there's some, right now, there's Allen some potential Robinson, still there. Allen Robinson is the oldest receiver, but all three, all five of those top five guys are under 30 years old. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's the other thing I wanted to bring up with Allen Robinson. I'm glad you went there is his age and his status as a veteran in this league. He'll be 30 years old next year when he's playing for the Steelers. This is going to be his 10th season Hard to believe. in the it's NFL. Been really long. Yeah. yeah, since 2014 in Jacksonville. Um and he, like I said before, he's had seasons as a number one wide receiver. 2015 in Jacksonville, 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. That's one of the better seasons that you're going to see that year of any wide receiver in the league. Uh, in 2019 and 2020 in Chicago, he had over 1,100 yards in both of those seasons, uh, caught seven touchdowns in 2019, six in 2020. But 2020 was really the last time he was healthy. And maybe that's why you haven't seen him put up wide receiver one numbers in his last year in Chicago and his only year in the Los Angeles Rams last season because of the injuries. Maybe that potential is still there, but the beauty of coming to Pittsburgh now, you don't have to be that guy. You don't have to be that first or even second fiddle. You can, you don't even have to be that third fiddle no, because you of Pat really Fryer moves. Yeah. So you can you, even say fourth with Najee there too. But I like the veteran presence yes, that yes. he brings to the locker room. Yes. He doesn't have to be a number one on the field production-wise, but in the locker, in the locker room, room, in that room, wide receiver sure. room, he can be the number one. He can be the guy because that everybody looks to. not only, Tom, is he the, the oldest positional player, right, skills player, he's the oldest on that whole offense. Because remember, the offensive line is also significantly younger than what it has been in the past. And I wonder if he can, you know, shine some light to Deontay on how to have a bounce-back year. Because he's had bounce back years, but because of injury, not because of just poor performance. And Deontay wouldn't really have poor performance. He was just snake bitten to get into the end zone. Uh, but he definitely needs to bounce back. But I'm looking. So Allen Robinson had his 1,400 yard season in Jacksonville. Then the next season in Jacksonville, he had 883 yards. So a little bit of a drop off, but he still scored six touchdowns. Was still a fine receiver in uh, the league. Gets hurt in 2017 for pretty much the entire season. 2018, he comes back for the Bears. Only plays in 13 games has 754 yards and four touchdowns, so kind of meh. Then the next two years, he has those two 1,000-yard seasons for the Bears. So I wonder if he can, you know, kind of shine a light on, hey, you know, 
In 2017 and 2018, I, I played a total of 14 games between mm -hmm. two seasons. I, I had a total of 765 yards between two seasons. I caught four touchdowns between two seasons. Like, I've been to the point where you're at kind of mentally where my body wasn't cooperating, and yep. then when I was able to get healthy again, I wasn't producing the way that I wanted yep. to. But I persevered. I did this. I did that in the off season. Yep. I got this correct. I changed this with my workouts, and I had two a thousand yard seasons in back to back years. So, you know, he can shine a light on how to have the bounce back year. He can shine a light to George Pickens on just you know being that dude and the expectations that come with a guy that caught fourteen touchdowns at one point in right. his career. So like, he can really you know be a sounding board for everybody in that room for sure. And ever since you know AB left. And uh, AB was a veteran in the fact that he just played a long time in the league. He wasn't exactly, you know, leading in right. the locker room. But they haven't had that vet in the wide receiver yeah. room. And now they do with Allen Robinson. I don't, like Juju a couple years ago was the vet the in oldest, the room. And he was like, what, 24 yeah. years old? So, and last 23 year, years old, it was maybe? Deontay or Chase. And uh -huh. then Chase leaves, and it's Deontay. Like, All young, young, young I guys. like having a guy that's going to be in his 30s, a guy that's been around the block for 10 years now. Has seen different teams yes. and how they operate. Can Has tell, played can different share. roles. Yeah, right, right. Been right. the one, not, number one wide receiver. Been the slot specialist. Going to be a slot specialist now. Like, I think he's just uh, on the field, yes, I'm excited to see the production he can potentially bring. But I think his value also comes with the locker room and that wide receiver room as well. It just it just providing the guys someone to look up to in that room. Someone who's been there, done that. And Deontay's been there, done that. He's been to as many Pro Bowls as Allen Robinson has. But Robinson has unlocked the key to longevity and consistency in the NFL throughout a turbulent career. And there's a lot that you can draw on from that if you're a young player. Same yeah. with Pat Peterson. It's kind of the same thing with Peterson on the defensive side. Not to the same extent. Peterson's right. a Hall of Famer, potentially. Right. Robinson ain't going to sniff Canton. But you know what I'm saying. Like no, you got guys now that you can getting, look up to. You're, you're doing the right thing by adding players for different roles, not just on the field, but off the field, right? Like You're going out there and you're signing younger guys who can be on this team for the foreseeable future, right? But you're also not just trying to get younger overall because you're bringing in vets like you mentioned pat pete and alan robinson also a good point to make is that they're playing on the opposite side of the vault right pat pete can help lead the defense next to cam and next to tj and next to minka alan robinson can now help lead that offense with a quarterback and possibly with Najee or someone like pat pat firemuth yes and lastly yeah this is just another weapon for the man Number exactly eight, kenneth pickett and How about that? How about the fact that Kenny last year, his oldest target was Chase Claypool. And then, as you mentioned, when Chase left, it became Deontay, who's still super young, super raw in this league. Now he has a guy who's, like we mentioned, played on different teams, knows how to work with an offense and how to lead an offense. He's he's worked with a lot of different quarterbacks. He's worked with a Hall of, potential Hall of Famer, Matt Stafford. Exactly. He's, he knows he can help Kenny a lot. He's worked with Mitch Trubisky. He's right? familiar yeah, with the backup. Point. He had his best seasons with Mitch Trubisky. And how Chicago. about that? I mean, just like uh, the hypothetical: if Kenny goes down at some point, hey, you got your your old, you got your old number one. Can we one channel yeah. the twenty seventeen or the twenty nineteen Chicago Bears with Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson? But no, you 
you got to give young quarterbacks enough weaponry to really succeed in this league. And you're seeing that really get expedited around the league. You know, guys like the Eagles bringing in A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts' development, right. as point. well as Devontae Smith in the draft. Uh, Tua getting Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle through the draft. Right. No, Robinson's not that. But you have your one and your two in Pittsburgh. But you got to continue to keep feeding the beast, you, keep you feeding them options. I mean, you you named those teams, but those teams also rely on like the third guy and the fourth guy or the tight end to to not yes. just to keep the defense guessing. Like we have the best one two options here, or one of the best one two options in the NFL. But you have no idea where the ball is going to go because we like to spread the ball around so much, and we're going to burn you every time we go with that one and two because. You're always going to be left guessing. Are they going to throw to the third or fourth option? Because they've done that. Think about how so many people last year around the NFL commented on the Steelers' offense, just saying how easy it was to play against. Oh, it wasn't hard to play against. Wasn't hard to prepare for. You know, it was right. very simple offense. You to be successful in today's NFL, you need to have six options sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To really have a game for you, and the Steelers are building their way towards that. It's not the most elite grouping of players in a passing game, but it's certainly not at the bottom of the barrel either. You look at the weaponry that Kenny has, and you list Pickens and Deontay and Robinson and Pat and Connor Hayward and right. Najee Harris. Those aren't, like I said, you know, San Francisco 49er level talented players, but it's pretty damn good. And. What's the best part about it is there's a ton of potential there. I mean, right. the only guy in that grouping that I named that you really would say the potential has pretty much been achieved already and he's kind of in the twilight is Allen Robinson. Right. Everybody else that I listed has the potential oh, to have absolutely. their best year of their career still to come. Yeah. I, it's hard, though, because when you say they all have that potential, someone's going to really break into that role of the breakout star, which means – they're going to be fed the ball more, which means other guys won't actually reach that potential, but they'll still have – like, think about this, Tom. Well, that's kind of on Kenny, too. Now you have to feed everybody Well, I was just going to say, like, amount. you've seen guys on this team in the past. Like, I think the best example is Heath Miller. Yes. Right? Sure, he was great at more than just receiving, but he was such a reliable pass catcher that – you were never afraid to throw him the ball. You weren't so reliant on him and being the extra lineman or, or helping out in the protection of Ben or, or run blocking for, for Bettis or Willie or Lev even. So these guys, and I, I, I drew the Heath comparison so it's easier to draw the pack comparison. These guys can have these breakout years within the team, recognized on the team, but maybe not recognized nationally, right? They're not going to put up Justin Jefferson or... Gronk or Kelsey kind of numbers because there's a lot of options on this team. And like, and you know, you go to a team like Kansas city, right? You know, Travis Kelsey is going to get you all that yards. And nationally, you, th you know, the names, you know, like the Marquez Valdez Scantlings and all them. And you think like on, you think like from a third perspective, third party perspective, like, Oh, he's not having a great season. Look at his numbers. But if you watch the games, right? If you're a chiefs fan, and you watch those games, you probably know just how big of an uh, of an asset having a guy like Valdez Scantling is to your team. So, George Pickens and Deontay and Pat and Najee could all have breakout years, but one guy is going to break out more so than the others. But that doesn't mean that everyone else won't be a big contributor and a, a much more significant 
in a much more significant way than they were in the past. And I think if the wide receivers, you know, we assume Robinson's number three, I think you got kind of something for everybody. You got your you slot have a role guy for Robinson, everyone. Yeah, you I got agree. your possession yeah. receiver in Deontay Johnson, and you got your home run guy in George Pickens. So, you know, I'm interested to see how all three of those roles kind of play out. And one thing on Deontay, too, because this just came into my mind thinking about him as a possession receiver. We, we had Peter King on the Mark Madden show this week, and he talked about the bounce back from Deontay, and he said, with a young quarterback like Kenny Pickett, Deontay's all about timing. Like, that's his elite nature is right. he breaks out of things better than anybody. Timing is key for a receiver like that. It's kind of easier for a rookie to just say, I'm bombing one deep down the field to George Pickens, right? Right. Year two, Kenny, he's a little more of that timing, develops a little yeah. bit more of that, you know, mechanic. Like, that's why Ben was so zoned in on Deontay Johnson and Deontay, because Ben just was all about timing at the end of his career. I think Kenny improving is going to yield a lot more Deontay production as well, because possession receivers are just quarterback's best friends in yeah. this league. And Deontay is a possession receiver, no doubt. <laughs> Funny to say that as a guy who has struggled with drops his entire career, but hey, he's got to fix that still, and that's the prototype that he falls under as a possession guy, move the chains type of guy. You know, he gets his 100 yard games not because he has three catches, but because he has 13 catches. Of course, it's just, it's, it's who he is, Tom. Right? It's, it's just, the type of receiver he is, and you can't deny. I think, it. I and I don't think he, I don't think he has any problem with that. Either. I, I think every wide receiver needs a pretty good quarterback to really unlock their full potential, but I think receivers like him definitely need the quarterbacks that, you know, can throw that back shoulder right away right. And, and know when to throw it. Like Rodgers, all the time. Rodgers and Adams was so unfair. It was like a cheat code. He'd have that ball out there for the back shoulder pass before Adams even, I think, broke off the line of scrimmage. Having yeah, that kind what, of what timing. Was, what was great for them is that they were both equally skilled at their respective positions, right? Rodgers was able to put the ball up exactly where it needed to be at the exact right timing. And Deontay was a skilled enough receiver to know where the ball was going to be at what point and actually make the catch. And Deontay is a similar version to that. He just needs that quarterback that can have that chemistry with him. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. You just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. We'll do some mock draft. 4.0. 4.0 on the way 1. next. 1.4. Shut up, Jacob. That's on the way next. We'll pick all of your Steelers picks here on the Steelers Standard. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.